630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. We are finding out more information about what happened at City Hall on uh, Tuesday. Um, it made national headlines, uh, probably international headlines in, in many publications. Uh, a shooter came into our City Hall, which is open to the public, and opened fire and, and threw a couple of Molotov cocktails. There was a city committee meeting happening at the time, and, and this is what it sounded like. So let's have that conversation, right? I'll follow up, follow up on it, follow up uh, nine. Yeah, and then the realization that that wasn't just the sound of something being dropped out in the hallway, which so many people seem to think it was right off the bat, but mm-hmm. then a repeated number of shots fired. A 28-year-old man has now been arrested and is facing a number of charges. And the fallout now from that, as we look back at security, about the moment, about what do you do down the road, do you improve security? Do you clamp down on yeah. City Hall? A do you lot prevent of people from going into your public building? Yeah. There's so many questions that have to be answered. And Aaron Paquette, he was in that meeting, a city councillor, and he joins us on the line. Good morning, Aaron. Oh, good morning. Like so many other people, did you just think something had been dropped out in the hallway? Tell me about your experiences uh, through that day on Tuesday. Yeah, that's exactly what the initial thought was. We have so many public events that happen in that large foyer. We call it the city hall room. And uh, sometimes you'll get a pallet of chairs falling over or something like that. So that was the natural assumption. But uh, when it kept going, uh, it raised the alarm bells. I think everyone kind of knew what was happening and uh, started to get prepared. Well, somebody came in and said there's a shooter, right? And, And to get against the wall, is that how it shook down? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the security guard came in and confirmed. He said, yes, this is a, a shooter. And so, um, you know, we've trained for fire, not for an in, you know mm-hmm. incidents like this, but that training for fire, that emergency preparedness kicked in and everyone, uh, you know, did what they are used to doing uh, in the drills. So it's a good thing that people do uh, have those drills because um, those actions really were just automatic. So uh, during that automatic action, did you have time to go, what on earth is going on and what is the, you know, what was running through your head? Maybe a little too much time. Um, I don't care who you are or how tough you are, your adrenaline's going to start pumping uh, in that moment. And so time just sort of slows down and you uh, immediately start thinking. And uh, first things we were thinking about is like, is everyone else okay? Is everything all right? And then you think about your staff in the building and you think about the public. And in this case, a grade one class. Did you know that they were there? Uh, there is a there is a class there just about every single day. Okay. So it was easy to make that assumption. But the fact that it was grade one kids, I don't know what it is about that. Just that they're so trusting and vulnerable made it uh, it hit even harder. You're a politician, and I'm sure over the years politicians get threats. Did you ever think, oh, oh, they're they're, they're coming they're coming for us? Well, you know, we do get threats and we do get training about it, about what to do. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the details, of course. But, uh, yeah, we do get training about it because we get threats. Uh, you know, the folks might be surprised or not surprised. Politicians get threats pretty regularly. They do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you kind of uh, don't expect it to come to City Hall because it's such a public space. And, um uh, but hey, that's that's what happened. Well, and you know, fortunately, uh, nobody was hurt, nobody was injured, nobody was killed. Yeah, it's so and so many times it could have been so much worse. Uh, could and that, have been, and there were shots fired in City Hall, which is full of people. Whether it was in the ceiling or through glass, those bullets could find any number of people. So the well, big that's question, right. 
Yeah, the big question has been, what do we do now? Because this is a public space. Uh, there are public services that are offered through City Hall, some. Uh, so what do you think we should do? Yeah, well, first I want to acknowledge the uh, brave uh, commissioner who basically took down this guy and was the first on the scene. Um, we don't know a lot about him yet because he wants to stay private. And uh, But I think that the city will probably be giving him as much honor as he will accept. But what happens going forward? Well, that's going to be a review now. And unfortunately, there may be some extra security measures in place that, that occur. That's uh, the last thing you want to see. We want to keep local government open to the public as much as humanly possible. We have our meetings in public. We have our decisions in public. And people can come by and say hello to us, and they do. Um, it would be a shame if any of that changes. I hope it doesn't. Um, but uh, I can understand if it does. Have you talked to the staff members? Uh, Global Edmonton reported on one, at least one staff member that uh, took an elevator with the suspect up and, and knew something was not right. Have, have you talked to that person about um, her awareness of what was happening? And uh, obviously she called the cops pretty fast. Well, you know, I, to be frank, I don't know a lot about that story besides what uh, everyone else does. Um, but what I am... Uh, really striving to do is uh, getting in touch with absolutely everyone I can. Uh, there's going to have to be a lot of check-ins. Um, from a distance, it, it, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that was a tragic event. But when you are in it, um, you know, you feel like your life is uh, in danger. And that's going to have some repercussions no matter who you are. So um, a lot of compassion for everyone today. The best thing that we can do is uh, return to normal and not let this incident uh, disrupt uh, our daily lives and how we go about things. Uh, City Hall was closed to the public yesterday. Were you back uh, at City Hall yesterday, or were you? Did you take a uh, step away as well yesterday? I was back at work, but not at City Hall yeah. uh, because it's, the building itself is closed. But um, again, like I think some of the the best uh, actions you can take after an incident like this is uh, not bow to the intended pressure to just keep going and keep working and doing and living your your life the way that you normally would. Is City Hall open again today? Is it back open or what's the situation? There's a lot of cleanup that has to happen. Broken glass, um, chars, uh, charred like carpet and floor. So they want to just clean all that up before they open the doors again. Um, some of the glass broken is on the second floor. And so, you know, there is some danger uh, because the, the glass is basically the, you know, the railing around uh, steep drop-offs to the next floor. So it'll be a little while. Uh, we are finding out more about uh, the suspect as well and uh, seeing a couple of videos he posted on social media. Uh, the mayor put out uh, a statement yesterday saying, let's be careful. This is just one guy. He's not attached to any group. And, and, and let's keep Islamophobia in check. What was your reaction when you found out more about uh, the man that uh, caused some terror uh, at City Hall yesterday, allegedly? Well, you know what? The, everyone is individual. I think we can safely say that. And, um, you know, things like mental illness or anger uh, do not affect just one group. I mean, we've seen all sorts of different uh, events in Canada uh, over the years, and it's across the board as far as people's backgrounds. Um, So really um, don't want to give credence to any of that, don't to, uh, you know, where someone comes from. Really what I focus on is, uh, you know, is everyone else okay? Because it, when people choose to do that, I don't want to give them the time of day 
Um, you know, we can talk about what happened. We can talk about the aftermath. But as for the individual and their motives and things like that, that's best left for EPS. The rest of us, honestly, let's not give any spotlight to that stuff. City Councillor uh, Aaron Piquet, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for sharing your story and what you, what you went through as well uh, on Tuesday. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, just a shout out to all the families who were affected. I mean, this wasn't just the people in the building, but all the people they love. Oh, you bet. You bet. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Okay, take care. 630 Chad, this morning podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Uh, let's switch gears because we want to uh, to follow up on a conversation that we've had for the last, well, my, many people here in Edmonton have had this conversation over the last couple of days, ever since a man walked in with a gun and Molotov cocktails and brought City Hall to a standstill. Now, again, we have been very fortunate to be able to say that no one was hurt, no one mm-hmm. was killed. Uh, the bullets that he fired struck no one. So, yes, thank goodness. But, man, an awful lot of questions in the aftermath of that on security, on how you deal with the emotional trauma that comes out of it. Uh, lots that we've been talking about in the last couple of days. Yeah, Joanne Wright, uh, City Councillor, she was in a, a community uh, meeting, just just off, I think it was on the ground level, the River Valley Room is was where uh, she was, along with other city councillors and our mayor and uh, she heard the bangs and she joins us in studio now. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, people want to say how you doing, but how are you doing? How, how have you processed what went on and the, the what ifs and the possibilities and the things that were going through your mind in the moment? Yeah, and I think the processing will will continue uh, mm-hmm. for myself and many others that were that were not only on site but um, but off site as well. Um, I, I look at it be, having been in banking, um, I was, you know, part of a, a couple of robberies and mm-hmm. that, and so maybe mm-hmm. I process it differently than others. That um, I, I look to see how the the fire um, warden or marshal um, managed things, followed protocol, make sure that that people were safe, um, that uh, you know we we got to a, as as secure as location as possible in the River Valley room and um, and then made sure that that we were safely evacuated you mentioned the fire marshal and we had Aaron Paquette on earlier this morning and he talked about how we've we, you know we've tried we've done fire drills yeah not shooter it, shooter drills but we've done fire drills you know yeah. what in schools all over the United States they do active uh, shooter drills is that something that maybe city hall may be looking at now um, I, I don't know what the the assessment's going to to entail uh, for security at City Hall. Should they? And well, I guess that's another possibility that should that should be looked at. Maybe it's um, an element it, within the larger emergency be, yeah. plan. So something that was instituted actually just this just this month was that we started um, at the beginning of every meeting, whether it's a committee meeting or a council meeting, um, our clerk's office does go through what the evacuation plan is. And so I think that was also fresh in people's mind. It had just happened, you know, within the past hour. And so we knew who to follow and, and, and what to do. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, the circumstances. How much did you uh, find out? Like, how long was the process before you found out really what was going on on the day of and, and, and what, you know, what it actually happened? happened because you, you get put up against the wall and then rushed out to a safe spot you end up in the dark for a while until the, the information comes in that, that's right I mean there there was uh, when the security guard did secure the door uh, to the River Valley room um, I did hear the word shooter or shooting mm-hmm. and um, but until that was confirmed yeah we were um, 
yeah, we were we were kind of in the dark. Going um, on faith we, with the emergency folks who were taking ex- care of you, really. Exactly, yeah. Whether I did have, um, actually one of my staff was just coming into the park, trying to come into the parkade. It was locked down. Um, and she had texted me that she had seen um, somebody being taken away into a paddy wagon yeah. in handcuffs. Um, so maybe I got a little bit more information before others. Um, so I, that made me feel safe as well, knowing that they had... Um, that they had uh, gotten the person in custody, but not knowing if there was any others. So how is your staff doing? I know that you you mentioned that you have some experience, unfortunately, being in the banking industry, uh, being in the middle of holdups. We heard the story on Global Edmonton that there was one staffer, it sounds like, in the counselor's office that actually took the elevator with the suspect up and knew something was was not right and and, and called police. Uh, Yes, um, and, and I've heard that story as well. I don't know if it um, I guess I think it was that person's story to tell if they wanted to mm-hmm. um, and, and to, to try to process it themselves yeah. um, so I don't know how how those details uh, got got out uh, I do hope that that person is is getting the help that they need and um, I'm sure that's But are your staffers scared to go to work? Are they are they taking so, this in stride? Obviously it's closed so they've been working from home? Yes, yeah, and and we will be working from home for, you know, the foreseeable future. Uh, we did it through COVID, we can mm-hmm. do it now. And, uh, you know, and, and everybody does process things differently and it will take pe- more, some people more time than others to, yeah. to come back into the office. But you have those safe. conversations. Yeah, you yes. had a shared mm-hmm. experience so you can have shared conversations. That sometimes makes a difference. Yeah, too. and even, even just um, as we gathered after we we met at the muster point uh the the public library um opened up their doors for for everybody to come in um you know people left without jackets and that and uh so that was a good time too that people could talk about it and process it and and connect with one another and i think that's so important don't don't leave it bottled up uh, inside and, and make sure that you are talking to friends families and others that have experienced it what about security at city hall do you think it needs to be beefed up Again, I will let the, the professionals, um, security experts, determine that. Uh, myself, I've I've felt safe. It's a it's a public building. I I do appreciate that that anybody can walk in and and enjoy the space and. And so, whatever the assessment ends up being, do you do you hope that at the end of it, that it remains a public place, that there are public services you can access, that you can come into that mm-hmm. big, glorious city hall room and go to an event, etc.? How important is it to preserve that, even if security gets cranked up? I I think it is important to preserve that um, because it it is. It's all Edmontonian City Hall. They should be able to and, and feel comfortable coming in. If we start securing down every location, does that mean we have to secure down our libraries, our rec centers, um, you know, our public parks? Um, you know, I, I, but I do recognize that it being a place of government, that uh, maybe there's other, you know, con- security concerns there. And it sounds like the suspect, that was the seat of power and that's where they decided to go as opposed to a library or a rec center. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and I know that the, uh, the provincial legislature um, after the incident in the parliament buildings that they did beef up their security and everybody has to, to yeah, go through metal Yeah, you can't even get through the front there. doors. Yeah. And, and is that something you appreciate or that's, that's I guess, that's what they, dis- they, they that decided was their that decision. they need? Because yeah. politicians, we heard from Aaron Paquette, uh, politicians, they get threats. I don't know how, if you've gotten threats in, in the past and it's something that's on your mind, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. 
people have concerns, you know, and that's one way that they might voice their concerns, yeah. take it out on, on the politicians. What's it going to feel like? Uh, just guess for me, or what do you think when you do walk back into City Hall again? But for me, I would think it would be connecting with people. Yes, and I was actually uh, in yesterday to, to pick up my laptop and a few other things um, from my office and did connect with a, a few other uh, city staff. Uh, they seem to be, you know, I, I think maybe a little little hesitant going back in. And, um, yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate hey, it. Appreciate your time. Hey, and you. Uh, hopefully you and your staff are you know, can get the help that you possibly need. And uh, obviously this, this does have lasting uh, impacts. And, and so we appreciate you talking about it. Thank you very much. And I know the city does have, have those resources available to yep. those who need it. Lots of those programs. Thanks for coming hey, in. Nice thank to you. see you in person and yes. uh, be able to speak eye to eye, face to face. Good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> We've been talking to Councillor Joanne Wright, who was in the River Valley Room when, uh, when the shots were fired inside City Hall on Tuesday.